Hey there, welcome to my Camino day 45. Camino on a treadmill, redoing the Camino in Galway, Ireland, and I'm following BK Lee, who uh, is from Korea, and uh, did the same Camino as me. Camino France, Camino France, 800 kilometers. Actually, he went all the way to Finisterre, so I'll be following his tracks, and he's covered most of it on camera. So, hang in there. We are over a quarter of the way through, that's all I can say at the moment. So yeah, it's nighttime here, some Saturday evening in Ireland. I'm at home alone. Kelsey uh, Breeze, following COVID instructions. Otherwise I'd be out being the international playboy that I am, but one must be responsible in these times. So yeah, yesterday I was convinced that what I saw in the distance was a planet. Now I'm looking at a small phone screen. Well, smaller than a computer screen anyway. And when I looked at it on my edit suite yesterday, I thought, no, it's too big to be a planet. Must be the moon. I don't remember the moon being that small ever. I don't know. Hardly anything to do with being in Spain, right? I mean, the distance between Ireland and Spain relative to the moon, I mean, it shouldn't make any difference, right? So, day 45. Kept putting it off today, and now it's uh, 9.45 p.m. Got some writing done today. Haven't been out, and it was a lovely day. What a shame. But... Writing's going well, and I just thought, you know what, I'll do this. Bloody Camino. Putting the speed up here, i got to get my hard points up. Hit my weekly quota. Wouldn't want to miss that. Lots of trucks going by on the road there beside us. Heading east. And we're heading, anyone? I'll give you a clue, it's the opposite direction. No, Kelly, not north. Correct, Ryan, east, well done. Or west. <laughs> anyway, don't mind me. I'd never cut it as a teacher. Oh man, 4.8 is too fast for me tonight. It's not that it's that fast, but I'm trying to talk at the same time and have nothing planned. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling like, oh, I nearly skipped it tonight, but I just, I can't really skip that many days, like, God almighty. I was thinking, like I've done 40, okay, this is 45, but how many months is that? Like, if that was in three months, I'm behind. I think it was less than three. Anyway, you're looking for me to entertain you. Let me entertain you. So yeah, bringing in some other guests on the other line. No, I'm not. I was thinking I might do a podcast based on the 10 Decalogue films once I finished all this. You know, a weekly podcast isn't such a crazy commitment, but this where I should really be aiming at, well, you know, five days a week at least. That's uh, finding it tough enough on top of everything else. Anyway. Not as tough as the real Camino, but then the real Camino, you've nothing else going on. 
you just kind of have to get up, you know? You're in a hostel, the lights go on. Oh no, it was hell for me. The mornings were hell. But it was a great feeling doing the whole thing. I sort of still can't believe I did it. If I can do it, lots of people can. So yeah, I didn't drink all week then until Thursday. And I felt it. I had only like a third of a bottle of wine over the last three, each night, the last three nights, and I felt it the next day compared to nothing at all. I think part of it is that cheap supermarket wine. I don't know. I'm sure if we knew what went into it, you know, sulfites and all that, we mightn't touch it at all. But then you could apply that to a lot of things, right? So, uh, God, I'm finding 4.6 fast now. And it's not really that fast. So today is Saturday. Yeah, I think I did none yesterday. Ah, Fridays, I'm always tired after work. Hope you're all having a good weekend or whatever day it is when you're listening to it out there. I hope the aliens who are receiving this broadcast a thousand years into the future are enjoying it. Um, particular shout out to the aliens. Ah, yeah. So six minutes in, one tenth of my way through, and I've said nothing of substance. Nothing new there. So let's get some water into me. I actually need to get out in the air more. When the walking club starts up again, I'll join it. But then that'll be another day lost on my Camino, but I, damn it, I can afford that. I really need that aerobic exercise out in the sun, the elements with actual people. Here comes a bike, two bikes, one Camino. Get a bell, they're going the wrong way. That's okay. That's the way we like them to go. Here comes another bike. Wow, today is really eventful. And, oh my God, another one as well. <laughs> He's laughing. <laughs> Some in-joke there that we don't get. I guess the joke was they met before or something. I don't know. Hilarious, I'm sure. So, anyway, here we are. Broadcasting from Galway, Ireland. I keep seeing these black dots. I guess they're insects in front of the camera. They must be getting close because they look kind of big, like locusts or something. God, they had some big locust attack, attack in somewhere in Africa recently, didn't they? I know, I sound like such a, such a pleb somewhere in Africa. Hey, that's all I got today, okay? That's all I got. I'll wait to 10 minutes and then I'll put my fan on low. Ooh, why am I finding it so hard today? Probably because I left it so late. <sighs> Big empty road or path stretching out in front of BKB here. Lovely blue sky and what we now can assume is the moon in the distance. See on the small screen, I'm like, oh, what's the planet? Can the moon really look that small? I just, see, I don't think so. Maybe I've just never thought about it before, but it looks bloody tiny. 
What a tiny one. I don't know, that was some rough attempt at some sort of Yorkshire accent or something. Oh, I don't think I'll be getting any work from that particular one. Ah. Is today the episode where I finally can't even think of a title to give it? Of course, I was watching Wings of Desire again. Oh man, I'm going down to Fort Point. No, I'll wait till... I'll do a kilometre and then I'll go down to 4.5. Um, surely Wings of Desire is something I could talk about. God, I love that film. I was looking at it because I decided, I watched The Deer Hunter recently, as I talked about her, and I was going to have references to that in my novel. I'm not sure if it fits. And today I put in a reference to uh, Wings of Desire. That might fit. Or not, we'll see, we'll see. I'll find it, I'll find it. Trying on a few things to see if they fit which is relevant to the scene I was quoting from Wings of Desire, where Peter Falk, known to many of us as Columbo, the detective, plays himself in Wings of Desire on a film set, and he's trying on different hats. He's saying, i got to find the hat to fit the face. He said, if you got the right costume, that's half the battle for an actor. So, yeah, I'm trying on different scripts as the kind of film that made Cormac go into the film business. You know, Wings of Desire could almost be mine. I remember seeing it at home as a kid when I was, well, it came out in 87, right? So I would have been 16. Then when it was on TV, I could have been 18, I guess. And it definitely kind of blew me away. I knew nothing about it, it just came on. It was all in black and white. Then suddenly, the angel falls in love with this trapeze artist played by Salvador de Martin. And everything becomes color when he becomes human. I said it here before, I'll say it again. How romantic is that? He chooses mortality. He falls in love and chooses mortality so he can be with the woman he loves. Oh, come on. You're not going to outdo that one. Don't even try. I mean, they did an American remake with Nicolas Cage, but as I said, don't even try. So anyway, I was looking at the trailer for it today. Such a lyrical, beautiful trailer. You wouldn't see a trailer like that nowadays. But you probably wouldn't see a film like that nowadays either. So what can you do? It's shot in 1986. I attempted to make a documentary inspired by it about angels in Berlin. Don't ask how that went. I said, don't ask, okay? Uh, anyway. Uh, where's, what am I asked um, distance-wise? Oh, I haven't hit, okay, sorry. I haven't even hit two kilometers. When I hit two, I'll drop my speed because I'm struggling tonight. I should have done it this morning. Anyway, we're doing okay. We're getting through it. And, uh, yeah, hang in there. We're following the arrows anyway, that's a good sign. 
But you know, I remember this pathway by the side of the road on the way between Viloria de Rioja and Belorado. And somewhere along this route, I, this is the day I walked 45 kilometers, hoping to catch up with the Giulia from Roma. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a good story, actually. Hang in there. Just getting some water into me. So, I remember going into this place and they had a sign saying no um, flip-flops, no bare-chested, this, that, the other. God, I might have even said no t-shirts. A sort of hotel or resort or something. And I just needed, hey, Buen Camino, this guy's running past him, running the Camino. He looks ridiculous. <laughs> running the Camino, that's just... Uh, who am I to criticize? Maybe it's deeply spiritual. God, he looks fit. Certainly doesn't make me feel fit. It's like he's trying to catch up with someone, but I think he's actually... Well, he must have sent his pack ahead if he's actually on the Camino. Maybe he's just a local going for a run. We'll never know. So anyway, I went into this place. I gotta slow down a little there. And uh, sort of posh. And it was like parched. Went to the bar, got some of the naranja, orange juice, and water. I don't think I had a beer, maybe I did, but I still, yeah, I was getting close to my final destination, which is Belorado. But um, this pathway here just went on forever, I remember that. Anyway. But I saw the sign about don't wear this, don't wear that, and I'm like, well, okay. I'm wearing boots and hiking pants. I'm not wearing shorts, you know. I'm sure I'm not what they're looking for, but I'm technically not breaking the rules. So I go into the bar, I have, get liquids into me. Maybe I had something to eat, I don't think so. And then I leave, and as I was leaving, no, I think I only realized later, I got chatting to the barman, he was friendly, especially when I found out I was Irish. You know the way people have this thing about Ireland. Far be it for me to disabuse them of the notion. They think we're great or something. Okay. I'll take that. But uh, it's only that evening or later when I re arrived at the hostel, I realized <laughs> I had my underwear, which I'd washed, which I was drying out, pinned to the back of my rucksack. So, <laughs> I mean... It didn't say no underwear pinned to your rucksack, but surely, surely, I'd say it says it now, put it that way. I mean, if, you, if you're allowed to wear your underwear on the back of your outside of your rucksack, you might as, they might as well let you in naked, you know? Oh, the runner has stopped. <laughs> He's just realized, oh, that was a bad idea, trying to run the Camino. Okay, we've overtaken him. There's a moral in that. <laughs> BK is having a laugh with him. He's laughing at him, maybe, I don't know. But the moral is, you know, that whole thing about the hare and the turtle or whatever. Which is kind of bullshit, isn't it? I doubt turtles win many races in real life, but who am I to say? Uh, 
I think I don't think it's meant to be literal. It's like that line from Life for Brian. Jesus says, or it was a Brian set. Blessed are the cheesemakers. The, the Beatitudes, and one of them says, by the way, I like the Beatitudes, not dissing them, but anyway. What's so special about the cheesemakers? Someone said, love is not meant to be taken literally. It refers to any manufacturer of dairy product produce. I thought that was funny. As I said, easily amused. I'm going to be a third of the way through in the next three minutes. I was reading something in the New York Times about running and ways to trick yourself into it. Oh, the runner, speak of the devil. He's, no, he ran, he must have stopped to go to the toilet. Then he ran out in front of us and then we stopped to a walking pace again and he's carrying long sticks with him. I don't know what he's up to. I think he's mad. I declare him forthwith to be mad and I ask him to be taken in at the, the convenience of Her Majesty or Our Majesty or whatever they have in Spain until such time as we deem it uh, safe to let him out amongst the sane. There we go. That's the kind of thing I'd say if it was a dictator. And now I think I'd just go kill him. Execute him at once. Or something. Something like that. So, uh, 4.5. I'm going down to 4.4. Oh, and he's running again. The madman is running. Okay, he's running. Uh, he's heading west towards Belorado. Should be able to pick him up at the next junction. Uh, terminate, exterminate with extreme prejudice. And he's stopping again. He's he's lost his marbles completely. I'm telling you. The man's a lunatic, I, I declare. Oh, my phone is beeping. I'm just checking my heart points. Oh, I've done 136 of 150. So I only need 14 more. By the end of the day tomorrow, I dare say, that can be achieved. Whew. Yeah, I dare say it can, old chap. Tell you one thing, uh, once I hit 20 minutes, I'm dropping to 4.2, I think. So there's my, oops, I hit the mic. There's my amusing anecdote for the day. Yes, it's true, I walked into a posh establishment with my underwear pinned onto my rucksack. It, I was a holy disgrace. I made, I disgraced myself and the Irish people for which, if any offense was caused, I deeply apologize. Okay, you happy now? Those are the headlines, happy now? from the day-to-day satirical show. I was watching some fast show sketches today. I realised that a lot of those, like, the punchline takes a while to build up and there's a few little twists and turns, but nowadays, if you look at stuff like TikTok, it's like straight into the punchline. There's no beginning, middle, end. So I guess to the young folk today, those fast show sketches would feel, ironically, slow. So we're going off a side road now. Dogs barking, people talking. And 
and uh, the sun is shining, but we're in the shade, which is nice. Let's put my fan up to. Oh, it's just on low. Okay, put it up to high wind. Some. Oh, two people overtook us. Oh, and we dissolve. And we're now back out. He went to for something to eat or to relieve himself. We're back out on that interminably long path by the side of the motorway. So I remember being on this. So I walked 45 kilometers this day and I feel like the last 10 kilometers was on this path. And at that stage, this was the stage where I'd fully, I'd grown fully accustomed to the, um, the sticks, the walking sticks. And I felt almost like a four-legged animal. Well, technically we are four-legged animals, aren't we? But you know, it's like the two, uh, my arms with the sticks were like extra legs. I was just powering along. As I said, when I arrived in Belorado, the only um, injury, for want of a better word, I had was my knees were fine, um, thanks to the sticks. Also thanks to, I'd hurt them at the start, took it a bit easy, and they just sort of healed themselves because the doctor told me there was no critical damage. There's no, like, cartilage damage. It was really... Uh, I think it was little muscles in the knees or whatever. That's kind of my Achilles heel, but by the time, you know, after a couple of weeks on the Camino, probably did take two weeks or so. Well, this is his day 10, yeah, I'm probably similar. It's probably my day 10. Anyway, um, I guess those muscles built up the strength they were fine, but the main injury, as I said, for want of a better word, was my um, my arch, as the Swiss woman said to me on my day for something. Chafing on my butt cheeks. Sorry, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Luckily, I had a zinc ointment, which I had purchased in Nachara. Applied that, woke up the next day right as rain. After which time I used to apply Vaseline, which I always applied to my feet, my groin area. I applied it also to my aforementioned butt cheeks. Little travel tip there. Fun fact, like most fun facts, it's not actually that fun. Why do people call them fun facts? Do you ever notice People who say fun fact the most are usually quite boring. Hmm, there is a fun fact for you. He said, not noting the irony in his statement. Anyway. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Da-da-da-da-da. You know what? I've given up trying to entertain. I've given up. It is what it is. You don't like it, sling your hook. I'm just trying to get through this. Certainly today, that's how I feel, so. You know, you know. How am I doing? I'm checking the old hard points. 
If we get those out of the way today, that would be some achievement. Da, da, da. Oh, nine more to hit my weekly quota. You don't say. Maybe I'll do two Caminos tomorrow. How often have I said that? So far, I've only done two in a day once and three in a day once. You never know. Tomorrow could be the big change. Oh yeah, that play that I saw, the gate play, I forgot about that. It was online with Stephen Ray and Judith Roddy, who I had seen in, she was in Derry Girls, but I also saw her in, I believe, the uh, Tom Murphy trilogy that Druid Theatre in Galway put on. Uh, shout out to Druid Theatre, they're amazing. Um, so I had seen her before. And I love that Druid trilogy, I have to say. Murphy, I like, I saw that in a day. I also saw the Leanne trilogy, the Martin McDonough trilogy in a day. I like that, the same with film festivals. If you go to three or four films in a row, I like that a lot. If you go to a film festival though and you have a drink in the evening, that's, uh, drink and films don't really go well together. You just want to go to the toilet or you fall asleep or both. Hopefully not at the same time. So yeah, once I hit two kilometers, which is any minute now, I shall be dropping the speed to 4.3. I'm putting my fan to high. Woo! Living dangerously here. So yeah, I'm glad I did this today anyway. But the gay play, Stephen Ray, I mean, excellent actor. And uh, Judith Roddy, also excellent. I'm not gonna put her up there with Stephen Ray yet, but that's partly an age thing. But the play itself, ah, by Frank McGuinness, I've seen at least two of his, uh, Observe the Sons of Ulster, Marching Towards the Somme, which I liked a lot. I remember the first act or so of that, you know, just kind of, it felt a bit labored and then it really paid off after the intermission. I find that with a lot of plays. You gotta sit, you know, the setup can be, can feel a bit slow, but then it all just pays off, you know? It's amazing. But with the, the, I saw another play of his, I think Decadent in Galway put it on about, um, inspired by the Lebanon hostages, Brian Keenan. And McCarthy, wasn't it? The BBC producer and Terry Waite. Well, inspired by that. But they had an American, I think, in this one. Anyway, I like both those plays, but the one last night, uh, it just felt like there was no payoff. Maybe maybe I just sound like some Netflix kid or something, but I'm certainly not a Netflix kid. I'm a Wings of Desire kid. Hey, cut me some slack, my friend. So, uh, and uh, that was the impression of the person with whom I watched it, remotely. It also, it wasn't live, it was filmed and just broadcast at a certain time for over three, three or four nights, I think. Anyway, glad to support the Gate Theatre. 
The last play I saw live there, God, that was years ago. It was before I went to Canada. 2004, oh my God. Was the Conor McPherson play, Shining City, with Michael and Michael Hatton, which I liked. He of Game of Thrones fame, with whom I worked once. Had to drop that in, of course. Uh, bit of name dropping is always good when one can manage it to do it subtly. Of course, when you name drop, you're not meant to say you're doing it. Sorry, that's a rookie mistake. So where are we? That's, I'm waiting for the hard points and then I'm out of here. But no, then I'm dropping my speed. Let's see. Hit my weekly quota. Oh, still says I'm going to go. I don't care anymore. Yeah, once you go below 4.6, I think it stops. It doesn't really count. Anyway. I'm dropping two. Oh, I'll wait till I've walked for 30 minutes. Bloody hell, I'm only halfway through. Today is another tough one. If it's tough for me, God knows what it's like for you. Yeah, I guess if I was doing these live on Bandcamp or something, I could have some support, but in fairness, I don't think it would be a big hit on Bandcamp. And it would be just a lot of hassle, I think. Okay, let's drop to 4.3. So what time is it here? Oh, it's after 10, my God. Oh, Lordy. It is what it is. I wonder will I ever do a complete silent one? That's when my audience and I have reached sort of this comfortable space where we can have comfortable silences between us. Wouldn't that be lovely? Considering I've so few listeners, I could do anything with this. I could even do a silent one. And I'm certainly wondering at the moment, why am I doing this? And I could quit, but I need the exercise anyway. That's kind of the pertinent point of which I must remind myself. So, I'm bearing that in mind. People say to me, I couldn't listen to the whole lot. I say, no, I know how you feel. I don't know, can I even do the whole lot? I mean, talking the whole time, let alone listen to it. So anyway. Today is a walking on empty day. I don't even want to talk about that play. I don't, especially don't want to talk about that play. I'm sorry, but uh, I just couldn't figure out. It's like, was she imaginary? What happened to her mother? What was her deal with him? I, I, I felt like a lot was hidden there and they didn't reveal stuff or maybe I missed it, but... Uh, oh, BK's humming to himself, I think. Is that a sign that he's doing well or cracking up? He'll be the judge. Um, okay, let's go down to 4.2. Uh, 
gradually work my way down. Oh, I'll put the fan up to high. Gradually work my way down to four. Just see, do the clock up any more hard points there? At the end of the play, then, she goes away. It's like, it's called the visiting hour. No, I didn't clock up more hard points. Who cares? It's like she's visiting him during COVID, you know, through a, talking through a window or whatever. Is, it imag is she imaginary or not? I don't know. But at the end, when she was going away, I thought he was going to call her back and tie up all the loose ends. And, but he didn't. It could be one of those things like um, that film. Was it 41 years or 44 years? What was it called? With. Oh. I was going to say Atlanta Jackson. It's not her at all. English actor, two English actors. It was all based around them being married for 40 years or whatever, and he had an, an old relationship, but she finds these pictures or slides or something in the attic and looks at them. There's one scene, and there's one bit when I first saw it that I didn't realize, oh, the woman in the picture, well, I, hey, spoiler alert for all one of my listeners, the woman, if you don't want to hear it, just, you know, close your ears or whatever. <laughs> the woman is pregnant. I missed that. It's ex. And it's like, oh, that's really pertinent. I think I went back and looked at it again online. It's just to remind myself, because I knew I'd missed something. It's amazing, though. It's just if something, I mean, it was really subtle, I guess, or I'm really thick. I suspect it's a combination of both. But uh, it's amazing how that can influence. Yeah, well, it's just you miss one tiny thing, and suddenly it's like, oh my god, what was the point of that? Still, I don't like things to be too unsubtle. But yeah, I love Wings of Desire, that's for sure. And I love the Deer Hunter. And uh, what else? I don't know. Lots of films. Don't really watch films anymore. I stopped watching Netflix. I did love The Irishman. Got to see it twice in the cinema. Oh man, I'm struggling here. And I got 25 minutes to go, I think. Uh, now I could finish this one a bit early. Given that the whole, his day 10 finishes on, uh, it's two minutes shorter the last hour. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. I probably won't. I mean, once I get to 58 minutes, I might as well just knock off two more. So if anyone is still listening, I apologize profusely. This is where I'm at today, running on empty. And yes, this was the point, the day I walked 45 kilometers, <sighs> hoping to catch up with Julia from Roma. Only a curiosity. I guess I know nothing about her. We just bonded over a kitten, as I say, early on one morning, leaving Los Arcas. Then I dropped off early for a coffee, and I just 
got the impression, I know, she definitely was sorry I was dropping off. I think she wanted to stop off, but her friends were powering on. And of course, it's one of those things I didn't think about it at the time. And then later I was like, oh yeah, should have got her number at least. But did I see her again? Stay tuned. She could be here right now looking at me, holding our two kids on her lap. Isn't that right, Julia? Shh, don't, don't speak. No, she may or may not be here. You, you just have to keep listening. Sorry about that. <sighs> My producer just made signs of me not to reveal, because once I reveal that, it's all over. Got to keep people interested. It's like in the soap opera when characters get married, they get less interesting. Until, of course, one of them starts having an affair. Then everyone's like, oh yeah, that's more like it. I used to love Coronation Street. I could probably easily talk about Coronation Street for an hour, even though I haven't watched it seriously since 2005, when I moved to Canada for a year. They used to show Coronation Street there on CBC and they were trying to catch up. They were behind the English one, but they were showing them every day trying to catch up. So I think they've caught up by now, obviously. And um, it was like, A, they, they were a year out of date. B, when I was in a culture so different, like, okay, Ireland and Manchester, Ireland and England, some big, huge differences in many ways, but then Ireland and Manchester? It's not? Okay, put it this way. Ireland and Manchester. Galway and Manchester compared to Galway and Vancouver. I mean, there's a lot more similarities between Galway and Manchester. I think that's... I doubt many would quibble with that. Um, so it was weird seeing it in a totally different culture. I mean, it's also part of Irish culture because we grew up with it here too, you know, but just seeing it in Canada. I mean, pub culture in Manchester is similar to pub culture here, but it's not in Vancouver. They have kind of sports bars. They don't buy rounds. I bought a round for people once and was surprised they didn't buy me one back. I was like, there was me being the nice guy. And then by the end of the night, I was like, I hate these people. <laughs> I'm so petty. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so then I stopped watching Coronations. We broke the cycle of addiction. Kind of is that. And then just never returned to it. Made it conscious. Well, it wasn't even a conscious effort, but no, I wouldn't return to it. You know, when I was young, when I first started watching it, I was the only one in my family who watched it. Like when I was maybe 13 or something. And I think they only had one a week then, and then it was gradually two a week, then three a week, omnibus on Sunday. And all the soaps, they're all competitive now. I think there's one a day now, isn't there? And something crazy like that. So they churn them out. They've way more young characters in it than they used to have. So I just couldn't get into it now. One thing I'm definite about, for me, the one winning formula for me with Coronation Street was the humor. Uh, 
They have some great humorous characters. Obviously, Jack and Vera are probably the most famous humorous couple. They're both, both actors have passed away since. Oh, they were great. Les Battersby was great. Ah, oh. poor old Les, the actor, God. Quite a few of them ended up with drink problems and drug problems or whatever. And Les ended up last of some living in a trailer in, um, I don't think, well, no, not Wales, but maybe near the Welsh border or something like that. Or Bristol or something, I don't know. It's kind of sad. But uh, I'm, I'm closing in on three kilometers now. Let's have a look. Yes, three kilometers. Well, hey, one and a bit to go. So yeah, I've slowed down to four kilometers an hour, which is all I need for the moment. Oh, I'll put my incline up to two, just, just to entertain my audience. Um, I love Les. I remember, like when I used to watch it, they would change very slowly. Anytime they'd introduce a new character or a new family, I remember the MacDonald family coming into it. Jim MacDonald, son Steve and Andy, wife Liz. <coughs> Steve MacDonald. Hello, Buen Camino. Get a bell. Ding, ding. Way fewer cyclists than when I was on it. And none of the gangs of macho Italian cyclists with no bells. Maybe they executed a lot of them to make an example. Either way, I approve of the results. So, uh, <clears throat> let's get some water here. Once I get past 40 minutes, I'm like, yeah, I can do this. Coronation Street, a new family would come in. I'd always be reluctant, you know, and always kind of like my back would be up. I'm like, whoa, whoa, who are these people? No one told me about them. It's like someone moving into my locale, you know, I'm like, hey, hold on a second. Who are you? I don't actually feel like that in real life, but I did in my soap of choice. But for me, yeah, Coronation Street in its favor, a huge thing in its favor was humor. And then as years went by, they, they, would, they would have more of these kind of so-called dramatic episodes or someone would get hit by a tram or murdered or something. I don't know. And her marriage. I didn't mind the marriage ones as much, but the murder ones, I'm like, no. If I want to watch, you know, a murder drama, a thriller, a police procedural, there's plenty of those out there. That's not what I watch Coronation Street for. I watched it for the characters and the um, humour. And I have to say, one thing I learned from watching it, though, that people can be dismissive of soaps if they want, that's fine. There is something, if you just look at what they have, though, compared to other things, what do they have that other forms of drama don't have? They have a real sense of history. And I remember my parents got into it way later than me for a while. They're, they're out of it now, luckily, because like I say, it got way too. Too many episodes, too many new young characters, too many exaggerated plot lines. Uh, possibly less humor. I don't really watch it, so I don't know. I don't watch it at all, but anyway. But I remember there was a fight with Mike Baldwin and Ken. Oh, I was going to say Ken Loach. 
the socialist filmmaker. No. My friend Dennis is telling me today that Ken Loach lives in a council house and doesn't take huge, makes huge amounts of money on his films. So he might actually be that most elusive of creatures, the real socialist. Not many of them, I bet. It's just like there's not many real Christians. Um, so Mike Baldwin and Ken, what's his bloody surname? He's, he's been in it from day one. Longest surviving member of Coronation Street. And uh, anyway, they had a fisticuffs in the Rover's Return Bar. I was saying to my parents, you know, you guys don't realize like the importance of that. Like they've got history going way back and history that goes back even before my, when I started watching it, which I'd read about it. But that's one thing you get in soap operas that I think is fascinating. Also, I'd have to say English soaps compared to American soaps, at least when I watched, they weren't all gorgeous Hollywood-type figures, you know? They were cast, they were mainly character actors and cast for their, as characters rather than as hunks or, you know, gorgeous models. I did fancy Maria, though. <laughs> Tyrone's girlfriend. He was punching. I'm sorry, but he was punching way above his weight there. I mean, come on. Anyway, just uh, thought I'd throw that controversial piece of uh, opinion out there. I'm sure even he'd agree. Uh, oops. I hit the mic again. Um, Tyrone was a lovable character back in the day. And basically Jack and Vera almost semi-adopted him. Did they even actually adopt him? But they were like a mother and father figure to him. And that was really cute. And also without being Hollywood schmaltzy. And uh, now I see his picture pop up on, you know, these TV guides, big serious face. He's, he's doing the dirt on Fifi or whatever. I'm like, yeah. I preferred him when he was cute, funny Tyrone. But yeah, Miss Jack and Vera. And Les Battersby. Oh yeah. Les and Kirk sharing a house together at one stage, pretending to be gay to get an allowance from the council. Les uh, peppering, uh, spreading, you know, village people records around the place. It's just so clumsy in his attempt. I don't know, would that be considered a dodgy plot nowadays? I, I just found it amusing. But uh, his daughter Toya wanted to get a computer. He was, oh no, they're all going to explode in the year 2000. And the excuse not to buy her one. I'm not doing him justice. He was a great character though. Of course, he was also in, speaking of Ken Loach, Raining Stones, great Ken Loach film. And uh, he was wonderful. And, and there's this, he's all about him saving up money to buy a communion dress for his daughter. And then he borrows money off, wasn't it, his older daughter? And he cried just, you know, the fact he had to do that. And then Sean McGinley as the priest, I think he confessed to punching a moneylender or something. McGinley basically said, you know, he did the right thing. I must watch that again, because I'm not crazy on, like, his latter-day films. 
Although I heard the recent one was good now, but a few of them underwhelmed me a bit. But coming into Ballarado, I stayed in some place up to the right. It could even be where that slipway is. Oh, he's crossing the road. Was this where I stayed? Who knows? All looks the same at the moment. So, he's going up to the right. Oh, I don't remember that. So I have about like 11 minutes to go, I think. 12 minutes to go, okay. Ooh, let's get some water. I'm not going below 4K. Or am I? Seat if I get any more hard points, I doubt it. So anyway, Coronation Street and Wings of Desire, you know. That's, oh, oh, I got 40 hard points. Oh my God, I've, I've hit my, I've 10 minutes over my weekly quota, great. So, uh, whew. Yeah, I'd love to just shut up for the next 10 minutes. You and me both, right? But going well though. And, you know, I'll give that a crack straight after this, tonight. And do another Camino in the morning. So at least I'm getting my exercise by doing this. Oh, the first few days I did it, it all felt so deep, meaningful talking about my poor dead cat, Billy, and my miracle cat, Bobby, and mysteries of the universe. What was I talking about? Cosmic something or other in the first one. Oh, just how? Yeah, I think cosmology and religion and spirituality, I don't think they're as far apart as people say, but I can understand how people can say men in robes and gold chalices, all that Roman stuff, what's that got to do with anything? But rituals have always been important. Here comes a runner. Hola. Hola. Going the other way, obviously not on the Camino, or else they're on the Satanist Camino. Made that joke before. Not, not my top drawer material, but I'm just uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel at this stage. So, got about eight minutes to go. We can do this together. Gonna need your help. I know, I, whatever I do, I won't go below four kilometers an hour. That's, wow. It's crazy stuff, it's crazy talk, huh? I know, I know. You know what? I'm gonna, definitely gonna stop drinking during the week and then I had a few of the, over the last three nights, I felt it. I'm just going to, I think, cut it out completely. Sorry, I'm slapping my tummy there and going, need to lose a few pounds, and that's the best way. You know, there's a slip road to the right. I think that's where I stayed. No, but maybe not. Yeah, I think there's probably a few of them. There's a hostel with a swimming pool. Um, it's cold, I can't read this. Albergue Hotel. I can't read. Um, I think that is the one I stayed in after walking. Albergue de Peregrinos, I didn't get the name. 
after walking 45 kilometers. Question, did I meet Julia from Roma in the hotel? Answer, no. But I met a Swiss woman whom I had met. Buen Camino, who's he talking to? Who I had met early on in some place outside Pamplona when I had bad knees and she had a sore arse. She was saying, mine arse. Then this day, a couple of weeks later, who do I meet but her? Was it Christina or something? And I was saying, oh, mine arse. I had the same complaint. Alberga Hotel, P-I-S something or other. I'm pretty sure that's where I was. So anyway, I... Uh, yes, mine arse was red raw. Oh, bloody hell, that was painful. I'm telling you, though, zinc ointment, or in Ireland, pseudocreme, pseudocreme. It's like something out of Harry Potter. It is pure magic. Sorry to me out in jig time, as they say. So, uh, six minutes to go, an hour or something, you know. Seven minutes to go. No problemo. We can do this, yes we can. It's Faderlin, as we say in Irish. So, uh, what else have I got to say? This COVID thing is really bad in India at the moment. So, all these anti-vaxxers, they don't realize, well, they don't want to know. Hola, something going the other way. He looks like a Satanist, all right. Oh, we've stopped, I'm gonna stop. Oh, he started again. <sighs> okay, now we're off. Whew. Maybe I'll go at two kilometers an hour. That's the slowest. That's the default speed on this. <sighs> Will I? Nah. Four. Okay, and we're off. So anyway, what can I say? That hasn't been said already. The sun is uh, high in the sky. And uh, does that mean it's noon or something? I don't know. I should know, I, I guess it does. And uh, we've walked past the hostel where I stayed. You may or may not be interested to know that. And I got about five minutes to go, five and a half minutes. Ah, yeah. So, kind of nondescript area here on the outskirts of Belorado. Guy doing some work uh, on a wall or something. Hammering away, as you do. And, uh, yeah, just looking forward to getting this one under the belt. I'm beginning to wonder, is there even a book in this whole uh, idea, in this whole Camino on a Treadmill? I mean, there's a podcast in it, as long as it's one that you don't want people to listen to. Is there a book in it? We'll see. My novel is number one anyway. So, there goes the van, Buen Camino. So I'm nearly hit four kilometers. Let's get some water into me. drink any apple cider vinegar today. 
You know why? Because I didn't want to. So four kilometers, well done, James. And uh, well done, anyone, if you're walking along. Well done, aliens. For walking along with me and your whatever amount of legs you have. Maybe four kilometers is nothing to you. And maybe your sense of time is completely different, so it just flies by in an instant. I, I don't know. Or maybe it takes a year in your time to walk this. Either way, I appreciate having you listening with your whatever amount of ears and heads you have. I'm not fussy about my listenership. As I said, hate listens welcome. Oh, an old ruin of a building here on our right. And uh, so this day, I, after I left Belorado, met two lovely French, young French women, like, you know, in their 20s or something. But one of them was a Pauline or Paulina. I'd met her before, I was going, you look familiar, but she had taken my picture with my friend, with Elvia from Mexico, whom I'd met oh, earlier on in Estela, en route to Estela. So, yeah, BK is still only on day 10. And uh, so, well, he's more than a quarter way through, as am I, obviously. So this is actually, yeah, the town of Belorado. I had stayed on the outskirts. Nice bit of shade here, nice little bit of birdsong. Again, quiet. Everything's so quiet all the time. Surely it's not all siesta. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I guess a lot of it was quiet when I was on it too. I don't remember as much of it being quiet, but I was struggling when I was on it a lot of the time. Now isn't as much of a struggle, obviously. Dogs barking. <laughs> God, if they bark at every pilgrim who comes through, that's a lot of barking. So a yellow arrow, we're going the right way. So, bound to be a few cafes along here on the right for the pilgrims. Someone has set up an Irish Camino, I think. The weather isn't as suitable for it. And there, aren't, there isn't a chain of hostels along the way. That's the problem, I think. Might take off, though. <coughs> yeah, I gotta either start walking more or running. I was thinking about it today. When I did run, I, it was good for my head, but my knees got banjaxed. And then when I stopped and tried to start again, I just never got into it again. Let's see. I probably prefer long walks on the weekend, you know, if the walking group starts up again or when it starts. We're outside a church. I think it's closed though. He never goes in. Oh, he must have gone in. Because now we are in, yes, we're inside of something else. He's filming. Does this one look familiar? I don't think so. It's uh, quiet and empty. Church is so nice and cool in the hot days. So, I don't know if he should be filming here. There's no one in there, so fair enough. I don't want to be too prudish about it. 
Uh, we are coming up to two hours. Be nice to start tomorrow in the church again. Just, I don't know, a bit of continuity or something. So here we go. Uh, two hours, okay. God bless, Buen Camino. See you tomorrow.